I, I, I play it both ways because I'm not sure. Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. I don't want to go to a dinner and movie with you. I just want to hook up with you. Uh, certainly not. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Smitty Um, I had like three more things. Let me choose the smallest one here. Um, that's what my wife did. Uh, <laughs> well played. This, this show just writes itself, doesn't it? She's driving somewhere right now, too. Uh, yeah. Off a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> right into another car. Honey! <laughs> You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Spidio. From a distance, the world looks blue and green, and the snow-capped mountains white. From a distance. Uh, what a classic song. Uh, they should have just really done three and a half hours of God is Watching Us. I think Corey would have appreciated that. But, Smitty, welcome back. I did a brief episode without you last week just to remind people um, about the Top Golf event. But um, you're back. Uh, how was Pennsylvania? It was It was great. I was uh, visiting my buddy Famous, and it was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. I... Uh, Got my backpack and threw my ski mask and hiking boots in there. Made sure I had my iPad. Uh, drove out to, to, to Pennsylvania. We stopped in Tome, of course, on the way. But yeah, it was a, it was a fun trip. Well, you got to stop in Tome. That's about halfway, I would guess, to uh, the Pennsylvania National Forest. Now, um, did you stop at any uh, you know any dog shelters, um, any zoos? Uh, what, you know, what, what sort of what sort of places did you stop at when you were in Pennsylvania? Well, yeah, you know me. I, I'm a humanitarian. I do love, love animals. And we, we did stop by a dog shelter and picked up a collie. Uh, just a, you know, a sad story. He lost his left eye and just felt really bad for the for the little guy. So, yeah, we picked up the dog there uh, to, to while well, we were out walking on the trails. It was just a beautiful time. Now, I imagine there were probably, when you were walking on the trails, you probably saw some of the locals uh, that live out there. Did any of them, you know, sort of, uh, were, were any of them filming you or, you know, talking with you? Did they, you know, were they looking at the dog? Like, you know, just to, to kind of set the scene for the locals there. Well, it was it was kind of strange because the, the first day that we were there, very normal, nothing nothing too crazy. Um, as we were all walking the trails, I don't, I don't know if anyone was, was recording us. But um, and then mysteriously, the next day, as we were walking around, same situation. But the reaction we got from people was really unusual. They were they were looking at us. They were pointing. They were giggling. And I I don't know what happened between day one and day two, but it was it was definitely very different. So so there was an obvious change among the populace uh, from from day one to day two. Uh, you know what? Uh, ultimately, what what became of the uh, of the collie? Did you did you have you brought it back to Minnesota? Did you you know uh, did you find somewhere else for it to live out there? What uh, where, where's the collie these days? We we just brought it back to the to the shelter that we got it from. Uh, really, the point of the weekend. I just wanted to blow off some steam, and so we we probably um, spent some time, like I said, walking, spent some. Time I just love dogs, and uh, and after that point, you know, I just thought he would probably be happiest back where he started. 
Yeah, it sounds like Steam would would be very happy back at the shelter. I think um, so. You just the, uh, do do the old rent a collie program. It's uh, it's very it's becoming more and more popular these days. Yep, absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a great trip, Smitty. That uh, that sounds um, absolutely amazing. Um, you know, sorry about the locals, but you know you can't control people or what they decide to watch. So. All right, well, we've got an interesting show for you this week. We're going to cover the bets, of course, the quotes, of course. We're going to do, uh, we're going to give our top three each of who we think we would like to see a documentary or, you know, a deeper dive on. Uh, they were talking about that on the power trip this week, kind of a behind the scenes look, if you will, at some of the lives of uh, the power trip and power trip related, um, people. Then I've got a daily double of down memory lane. So just a couple uh, little old clips uh, that I thought would be fun. We'll do some quotes notes and then we'll get the heck out of here. So um, Patreon tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to move the deadline to tomorrow, Sunday, since I'm not talking to the host until Monday for Top Golf. So it really doesn't matter. Um, it, just in case you're hearing this and you've procrastinated or still want to get in, the deadline will be um, end of day Sunday. To get your forty dollars to me uh, for the Top Golf event, um, looking forward to seeing all our Patreon folks out there. We've got a nice list of uh, some of the VIPs of our Patreon crew, so we've got uh, some real, uh, a real uh, nice mix of folks. Um, if you haven't been to one of our events before, um, everybody's super friendly. Nobody's gonna bite. Uh, so you'll, well, unless you pay for it, but, um, it's a, it's a fun crew. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun. Um, love to see, um, all of our Patreon crew out there. If you can swing it, that's August 31st, 6 PM at Top Golf. All right. Well, let's get rolling as always with a bets update. Partridge, 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 all right. Well, not a lot of betting um, <laughs> since our last show. Of course, there was a week where Corey was out and Chris isn't betting, um, although he did make a run to the casino, uh, as we found out. But um, Chris isn't really betting on the show yet. So uh, the week he was out, nothing happened. Uh, Corey came back and him and Sauce traded uh, traded bets on the All-Star game. Uh, Corey won the home run derby bet. Sauce won the All-Star game bet. So they just swapped $100 back and forth. And netted nothing. So that's really all that's been going on. It's the abyss of sports right now. Uh, myself personally, even, uh, the, the betting volume is definitely down. Uh, betting on baseball gets a little bit boring. Uh, but, um, you know, still, still get my itch in a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's the abyss. I am so amped for preseason football. I can't wait for those lines to start coming out. Uh, one bet we might get today, uh, we'll see what happens. They were going to bet on the World Series of Poker final table. Uh, we'll see what format they end up doing. Sounds like they got a handful of people that are interested in doing that. So hopefully I will get a text or a notification somehow today that they have bet on the World Series of Poker final table. Um, and we'll, we'll come watch that play down for those of you that are following along with that. I always find it interesting. Like I don't watch it intently, but I, you know, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll pay attention to it mostly on Twitter, um, kind of see what's going on. But that is that. Um, hopefully they don't forget about that. Much like Sauce forgot about whatever the hell bet it was that he brought up on Tuesday. He teased it like two or three times. He's like, Oh, I got a bet for you, Corey, later. And then never said it and ne they never came back to it. So, uh, 
no no idea what sauce wanted to bet on because I, I was curious because given this time of the year in the uh in the abyss i was i was absolutely hoping there would be a bet but he forgot and... yeah that's, I, I forgot about that that's crazy and i wonder was it was it tuesday so was it just the all-star game bet and they didn't refer to that or yeah, that's interesting yeah, no, I don't, uh, or maybe it was, it might have been Wednesday now that I think about that. Cause you're right. Like Tuesday was the all-star game and they did bet on that. Um, or it was maybe after that and sauce said, I've got another bet for you or something. It definitely was not the all-star game though that sauce was referencing. So yeah, I, no idea what happened to that. <laughs> so lost to the ether. Um, the only other thing I was going to bring up is, uh, the initials tournament is starting. Um, Corey's going to do the big 45 person bracket reveal, uh, this week on the power trip. Um, and I thought, you know, it'd be fun because, you know, some people, we kind of threw around the idea of maybe doing brackets and it's kind of weird to do with 45 people, but I think I came up with a really good way to, uh, to do a bracket with, uh, you know, a couple tiebreakers, a point system, um, that I think will will work really well. And so uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, once the brackets are revealed, I'll kind of put it all together and uh, and put out the notification. So just follow the at bets and quotes um, account on Twitter because I'll, I'll put the information out there because I don't want, like I'd like to keep it to like mostly our crew and our listeners. I don't want to like open it wide open to the world. Um, so just kind of keep it amongst our crew for this podcast. But uh Smitty, your thoughts? A forty-five person initials tournament. Um, what's your what's your excitement level? I'm very excited about that. I know it was very successful last year, but the final was a little bit of a buzzkill just because it was one on one, and so you had that extra dynamic of if you if you guess too soon, you give the other person a free shot at all of the clues, and so to have a three person final, I think, is a really good change. Um, of course, the seedings, Corey's been, everyone on the show, he's been asking, you know, what do you think your seed's going to be? Where do you think I'm going to seed meat sauce? And so I think he's really going to play that up on Thursday. Looking forward to that show. Yes, that's a, that's a trait that's been consistent about Corey over his career on the power trip is he loves it when he has the information and makes other people guess what he already knows. <laughs> that's That's been like one of the most consistent things. He loves throwing out those like... You know, how much is this and what value is that? And then he would hit the, uh, the, uh, is it, what is the match game music? And so, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely going to get his money's worth out of the, uh, the full bracket reveal, uh, when it takes place this week. So yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, maybe we can, uh, wager a little bit on it. If somebody can uh, put together a perfect bracket or a beautiful bracket, we'll, uh, can win some money. So that'll do it for the bets update. Let's get to those quotes. And now, it's time for the Quotes of the Week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. <laughs> bang and lung darts whale. All right, for our three quotes this week. Coming in in third place, our number three quote, the guys were talking about going to Las Vegas. Uh, Corey was there, and he didn't walk down the street to go see the sphere. They all sit in their rooms like an old man, and uh, Zach had this to say. I mean, with all due respect, you suck. Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> that that is one of my favorite quotes of all time. I just love how quick and succinct Zach was. 
Short and sweet. And, you know, with all due respect, so you can say anything you want at that point. Anything. Anything at all. (laughs) All right. And then coming in at number two, the guys were talking about different documentaries when the quarterback came out and who would be an interesting person to do. And when the subject of a Ja Morant documentary came up, the bootleg bamboozled Max Fuller had this to say. Well, he's yeah. reading I want to see a lifestyle that doesn't exist to me. Right, yeah. right. At all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Morant. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. John, yeah. yeah. John just going to the gun range. <laughs> uh, that documentary is called John Wick. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good quote. Uh, it's almost like a, a little bit too close to home because, uh, yeah, John Morant is kind of leading that lifestyle these days. Yes, that. Would be uh, there may be a tragic outcome to that story, or or who knows what's going to happen. But at least for now, we can laugh about it with John Wick. I, do, doesn't it feel like John Morant is just going to get traded to the Wolves? Like it, that just seems uh, like he would become our problem, or Zion Williamson, or it's like everybody else's problem. Where can we send this guy? Let's send him to Minnesota. Yeah, see how that goes. Ugh. <laughs> but anyway, our number one quote. This week, uh, Mark Parrish had a story about a jet ski injury, and I uh, I didn't hear it at first. I heard this one on a relist, and someone brought my attention to it. But the gentleman, John Creasel, weighed in on that. On the fin, and I blew my hammy. Um, you did not. I that did. There's actually, yeah, yeah like there was, we, there's a picture of me. I, I, I did you buy him dinner first? <laughs> <laughs> he owes me. <laughs> 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 That's a great one. Classic, uh, classic Creasel there. Uh, yeah, I, it, it wasn't, I, I knew he would go for the punchline on that one. It wasn't the direction I thought he was going to go with it. So, uh, well played. Yep. And, and you, they kind of talked over each other a little bit on this one. I'm glad he hesitated and, and got that line in like he did. He's the pros pro of quotes. Absolutely. It reminds me, um, you know, cause I, I said a few episodes back that I started Parks and Rec and I am, I'm basically to the end of season two now is where I've gotten to so far. And by far the biggest gut laugh I've had, uh, watching it was, uh, the episode where they were in golf. Andy Samberg was like this weird park ranger and they were in this golf cart and he told them they used to have three golf carts, but, um, now they only have one and they were asking what happened to the other ones. And he said the, well, the first one, somebody drove into a lake. Um, the second one, some raccoons got into and urinated all over it. And then the third one, he said, got stolen by some teenagers. And so they looked at him and they were like, well, which one is this? And he goes, Oh, this is number two, the raccoon pissed one. <laughs> Which is brilliant. And I knew, like, when he said, like, when they were sitting in the golf cart and he, like, said that the second one was the one that raccoons had urinated on, I knew for a fact that was that golf cart. And yet, when he delivered the line, I still nearly pissed myself laughing. It was it was brilliant. So, yes, I am two thumbs way the hell up on Parks and Rec through two seasons. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to watch more. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. All right. Well, um, as Smitty mentioned, uh, the uh, the Max quote around uh, was in the context of them talking about, you know, a documentary. And uh, we decided and that kind of led to a discussion about who would be interesting documentaries for K-Fan related personalities, uh, you know, get getting more in depth, more behind the scenes uh, of them. 
And so we we just thought we'd throw out some uh, some people that we would be interested in seeing, you know, in a in a documentary, maybe a Netflix special. Maybe we don't get eight episodes out of it like the quarterback, but uh, you know, an episode or two. May, maybe this is like a six part series. You get one hour on each of these people. Um, so, uh, Smitty, I'll let you go first. Why don't you throw out uh, the first person you would like to see in a KFN related documentary? Well, I think it would be really interesting to have a Paul Allen documentary. Of course, K-Fans, Paul Allen. And I think you could even milk a couple episodes out of it with just the different roles he has. You could have an episode about his role at K-Fan. You could have an episode about his Vikings voice, um, his his job out at Canterbury, and even even family life might make for a really interesting episode. So I think Paul Allen would be, would be my first choice as just a really interesting, what a... What a what an opportunity to get behind the scenes of, of that guy's life, and of course, maybe even a whole episode about tickling. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, what, what would be great about that? Yeah, you set up each one like here. Here's the respected radio host. Here's the respected ra- racetrack announcer. Here's the respected Vikings play-by-play guy, and then here's the guy who peeks over bathroom stalls, tickles people. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> walks his cat on a leash um yeah it would be hilarious for that series to just be completely straight and then the very last episode just show all the eccentricities that are paul allen (laughs) there you go are you a puppy or are you a baby (laughs) that would be the title of the last episode puppy or baby (laughs) oh brilliant all right, well, I'm going to start off with uh, none other than Lou Cove. And I mean this in all sincerity. You know, we like to to joke a little bit about Lou on the show uh, and everything. But, you know, he, he really does seem like a, a pretty interesting guy. Although Corey makes him out to be the most boring person in the world, saying that all he does is, you know, work on his fishing lures and listen to Twins games. Uh, but, you know, Lou, Lou seems like a super smart dude. I mean, he was like... I forget he graduated from high school at like what 14 or something and you know was an engineer at 3M um which is something my dad ultimately was as well an engineer at 3M um so there's kind of the 3M angle I'd be interested in um you know uh, Lou likes to gamble. He's given Corey some uh, different gambling advice. I love when Corey talks about Lou calling him to tell him about bad beats that he took playing online poker. Uh, I think that's brilliant. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting just to see like how similar he is to Corey and then just kind of the, the, the differences and the eccentricities of Lou Cove. That's interesting. And and don't forget the online poker that he plays is for free. So it's not even (laughs) gaining or losing, but it's free online poker, which is the most boring thing to hear about in the history of the world, except for maybe fantasy football. Perhaps. Yeah. Hearing people's fantasy football rosters is uh, right up there with bad beats and free poker. So (laughs) well played, Lou. All right. What do you got for your next one, Smitty? Well, it's kind of an interesting transition there because, you know, to have a documentary about Lou Cove giving us insight into Corey would be similar to if we had uh, a documentary about David Lambert. And I think it would be really interesting to get a look into the Lambert family, but the focus on Dob would be uh, must-watch television with uh, his, his training for marathons, um, maybe some scenes from up at the cabin and all the stuff that goes on up there. I think that would be really fun. And I think it would drive me to us absolutely crazy that there was a documentary 
about a Lambert that was not about him. <laughs> I think you're right there. Uh, plus, we can see exactly how many Sean Kemp jerseys he has in his closet and uh, maybe take a trip <laughs> to an insane clown posse concert stop. That's uh, excellent. I love it. Oh, yes. Uh, very interesting. Um, interesting and complex man, for sure. All right. Well, my next one, um, I'm going to go with Chad Abbott. Uh, and this is, again, very... Very seriously, uh, I, I think, you know, Abbott, I love when Abbott's on the radio because he's always in bit mode and it would be interesting to see like, you know, his, his personal life, like, you know, how, how much bit mode there is and how much he's just like, you know, a normal dad, um, you know, working the nine to five thing. But uh, I love, I love the, the, just the handful of times he appears, uh, you know, on the station, you know, cause he's usually, it's usually some bit and he's yelling at meat sauce or he's yelling at the, the power trip for doing something. Um, and it, it, it always tends to make me laugh. And plus, you know, I'm a nerd for, you know, K fan history. I love radio. I've loved radio since I was little. Um, I think there's just, there's so much that's fascinating about it. And, you know, Chad Abbott's been there from the beginning, you know, of K fan. And it'd be really interesting to hear some of the, uh, the, the early stories. And yeah, just, it's fun every once in a while. Like when Gorg's in, they'll get to talking about, you know, oh, back in the day, this was on. And, you know, this, this happened and, you know, it's, it's, it's always really interesting stories to see kind of how K-Fan evolved from the early days to where we are now. So yeah, I'd love to, uh, love to see old Chad get some, uh, get some airtime. That would be interesting. And and like you said, whenever we hear him, he's in bit mode. And so to get a view behind the scenes and see what he really is like, I think that'd be very, really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. I've only met him and he, he's elusive too, because I've only ever met him once, um, you know, because you would, you would think he'd be around a little bit more, but um, apparently I'd like to get to the bottom of the whole foot issue too. I, I'm, I'm not sure what the bit exactly is there, but um, <laughs> you hear it referenced quite a bit. So uh, yeah, we could, uh, the, the documentary could get to the bottom of that. That sounds interesting. Uh, but that uh, that would be very different than my third documentary series. Um, and this is a guy who I think I think the bit is pretty close to the reality, at least from from what I've seen. I'm talking about the most interesting man on earth, our friend Drunk John Creasel, DJK on Twitter. And you and I, we've both met him. Um, but his life, at least on Twitter, is is fascinating with the concerts that he goes to and the amazing seats he has at those concerts. And he is always cooking some incredible looking meal. He must have some kind of resources there in regards to cooking. Um, his He's always at the bar having amazing drinks and, and playing pull tabs. And, and like I said, I think the behind the scenes is probably closer to reality than, than it is for most of our other guys. But uh, would you watch a DJK uh, documentary. Oh, hundred percent. DJK is awesome. Uh, one of my, uh, one of my favorite rubes, uh, just, uh, very, very interesting man, very intense guy. Uh, you know, just, uh, the couple times I've been around him, he's, uh, he's, uh, a very intense guy, but, uh, likes his anonymity too. So that's, and that's cool. Uh, we've never, never posted pictures of him or anything like that. So likes his anonymity. The one thing I will say that's funny about him too, is, uh, when he joined Instagram, like, you know, most of the time when you see people post things, you just assume that it's current. And so he joined Instagram and it's like, oh, here's a picture of Anthony LaPanta holding up the, uh, you know, his his little drunk John Creasel avatar. And then 
you know, oh, the next day, oh, here's John and Chrissy Bonus. And you just assume he's at all these places. And then I realized he was just basically doing a photo dump of his last seven or eight years of collecting all these <laughs> photos. And I didn't really, I didn't really understand that until he was about, it was, he was probably a month into his Instagram career. And then all of a sudden, like an old picture of me popped up and I'm like, okay, we didn't just hang out like yesterday. So this is, uh, I get the bit now, but yeah, he was just getting caught up and getting all his uh, pics from Twitter over on instagram so yeah he's a, he's a great follow either place and a really awesome dude I, I love hanging out with him whenever i get the opportunity absolutely I've, I've always said he should take all those pictures and make it into a coffee table book i think it would be just uh <laughs> really really fascinating absolutely and he's very like he was the one too that like when we uh when we saw scott erickson at the chiefs game um he was you know, immediately like all over it. He's like, Oh, we got to get a picture. We got to get a picture. So it's like, all right, cool. Um, let's, let's do that. So, cause I was just, I was content with like, Oh, they're, they're Scott Erickson. Cool. But no, he had to get the picture. All right. Well, for my last one, I'm going to go with another guy that is fascinating. Um, Tommy Olson. And now you may think like, okay, I'm not watching this. I know everything about Tommy, but um, in my, in my professional career, my work life, the boring, non-Twitter or whatever life, um, you know, I manage a team that tests software, uh, which is super boring, which is why I actually have a lot of time to do all this crap. Uh, but uh, it's uh, they're a great team. I love my team. I love my job. I love my boss, um, by the way, too. But uh, the uh, the thing about one of the things, one of the concepts in software is that where there's a lot of defects in an application, you're more likely to find even more defects in and around there. So, you know, if you find one or two bugs, you're likely to find 10 or 12 bugs in that same area because the code is fragile. So you might think you know everything about Tommy, but I'm taking the opposite approach. The fact that we know so much about Tommy and Tommy has so many weird things <laughs> that uh, that we can track back to him. I think there's even a hell of a lot more applying my software principles to that. So um, I, I would love to see, like, I think it would be fascinating to just have Tommy wear like a GoPro for like a day and just see his job. Because I, I get the sense with Tommy that like, as much as he may plan out a day, that like the smallest little thing could completely derail his entire day. For example, um, you know, he, he's driving down the road and all of a sudden he hears an ad on the radio that Taco Bell has like free tacos that day. And all of a sudden Tommy's at Taco Bell for like the next eight hours and completely misses all his work meetings, all of his appointments and then stumbles his way home. So I just, I don't know, like there's something just fascinating about kind of the way Tommy is. And, and he is like, he's one of the people, you know, at least from the times I've been around him, he's exactly the same off the mic as he is on the mic. So, I mean, there, you know, some people, they, they play it up a little bit more when they're on the mic. Uh, Tommy, that's who Tommy is based on my experience. That sounds amazing. And I, I like your analytical perspective on it that that would be that would be something else to watch you could make a, a really cool time lapse video out of that gopro footage i think <laughs> absolutely uh, oh core core so, <laughs> uh, be fascinating it'd be an extended uh thursday morning that's for sure all right well um hopefully you guys like some of those ideas uh we'll see if you have ideas of your own um shout them out let us know and uh be curious to see what you guys would like to see for a kfan documentary maybe i'll quit my uh, software career become a documentary filmmaker that'd be fun all right well uh today we've got a down memory lane daily double down memory lane we go 
All right. Well, first up, <laughs> this was very early on in his uh, appearances on KFAN. Uh, ben Lieber, fresh off of football, new to broadcasting, and he decided to drop a word that you can't say. Like he's out there posting dick pics of himself. Whoa. Well, probably should dip. Can't Sorry. That. We'll, we'll dump that. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that was awesome. So he's <laughs> rosy. So he's out there sending sending pics Dude. of himself. New made my day. And uh, that was awesome. And he just keeps doing it over and over yeah. again. So that was uh, that was fun. Uh, Lieber getting a little dick in. <laughs> Is that is that a shot on his Asian heritage? <laughs> you know, he's it's so funny because like Tommy Hockey and Sauce are completely self-deprecating in that area. And Lieber, everyone's well, he's kind of like sheepishly like, yeah, yeah, I'm half Asian. This isn't uh... <laughs> so I don't I don't know. You know, it'd be it'd be uh, interesting to know, like the rank order uh, who who's ahead of who, but um, I, I don't think Lieber's probably quite in the hockey sauce Tommy category, at least based on conversations. But I also don't think Lieber, you know, I don't think he's in um, the conversation with, uh, with some of the legends that they've talked about and Ooh, what a lucky man he was. I think, I think you're right. And speaking of rankings, I wonder where some of the words and phrases, you know, what can you say? What can't you say? And I can't, I can't really blame Ben for not knowing because some of the stuff that they are able to say it's pretty much the same as that. So where do you draw the line? And I guess he just didn't know at that time. It is interesting. You're right. Because yeah, like, like Dick is definitely out, but like you can say boner and they said it all the, I mean, they had the rosy boner medicine button that they hammered for months, you know? And it's like, it seems odd to me that you would be able to say boner, no problem, but Dick is off limits. It's uh, really weird. And even like Carly's was a little bit of a gray area when she said blowjob out in Vegas, you know, cause they were it was like, well, is, is that dumpable or not dumpable? So, yeah, there, there's definitely some gray area with some of that. But, uh, yeah, Lieber, Lieber, I don't think Lieber said dick since then. So he's learned. No, no. And I wonder also if what time of the morning, if if you're still in the harbor hour, is it OK? Is it not? I don't know. I don't know what those rules are. So yep. if I if, if I'm ever on site and they come at me with the microphone, I think you've said this also. The first thing you think is, OK, don't swear, don't swear, don't swear. hundred percent. 100%. Every time every time I'm in front of the bike, that's exactly what's going through my mind. Don't swear. Don't swear. So, so far, I've been lucky. Um, <laughs> the next one, um, this goes way, way back. Uh, I've said it before. I've said it multiple times on this show. Uh, my favorite thing about the superstar Mike Morris was, you know, how he would he would get so mad when food was brought up because he was always hungry, always wanted to eat something. Everything always tasted so good. And, um, he would, and I do it all the time too. Like somebody will mention like, oh man, I just had a blizzard and I'll just say son of a bitch, just like star. So, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I love that. And, um, here was an instance where Popeye's was mentioned. How about this? You know, Popeye's chicken. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> What's he throwing now? He kicked the trash can food because you mentioned Popeye's. Who makes him angry? It's been bad. Yeah, Joe, I want to eat some Popeyes right now. It started out as a donut store, but the owners started using the donut fryers to make chicken instead. So basically, <laughs> chicken and donuts. <laughs> he looks like a kid who just got a puppy on Christmas. Look at his face. I'm just standing up just in case I got to kick something else. Go ahead. But it makes sense, right? Because uh, I mean, if donuts are delicious, 
Yeah, right. And so you cook up Those some donuts. Are good. And then you throw some chicken in there, and it soaks up the donut grease. Gravy. Who wants donut grease on your chicken? Me. Put your hand down, meat sauce. <laughs> I do. With dirty rice. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I love it. <laughs> I do. If, if you could not cuss, though, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I love Popeye's chicken. You've dropped the biatch bomb more than Meat Sauce mentioned cable oh, guy. People understand. Uh, people understand where I'm coming from on this. <laughs> so, um, thankfully, Star didn't destroy the entire studio that day, but uh, <laughs> came pretty damn close. The, the man likes to eat. That is so great, and and you're right. I, that that was so fun when he used to do that, and and Mitsa still does that once in a while. They'll mention mm-hmm. something and just, oh, oh, son of a bitch. Yep, <laughs> I, I do it all the time. And I at first, you know, I did it just as like an homage to Star, and now I just do it without even thinking about Star. It's just like that's just it's been ingrained into me. And the other thing I'll mention too, because I don't have the audio for it. The other Star thing, I it's it's the hardest I think I've ever laughed at because I've. I, I loved Star and I loved, you know, his appearances, but almost more funny is when Corey and uh, Hockey talk about some of the stories about Star, especially things that didn't happen on the air. The best one of all time is when they were leaving the old building to move to Utica and Star, uh, like he kicked, like he kicked a football or something into a tile in the ceiling. And Abbott was Abbott was pissed because uh, he was like, you can't destroy the play. I mean, we can't, you know, wreck this place that we're even though we're leaving it. And um, Abbott came out and told him that co- that'll cost. Those are uh, he said those panels are seventy five dollars each. And Star goes, put me down for two. <laughs> just brilliant. So good. Uh, just the best. Who's going to tell you when? It's predictor's time. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. Mm. What are you? Who's gonna are you faking yourself you out? To predict <laughs> that would be hockey. <laughs> Glad we did this. You can't go on. Same lyrics. Thinking <laughs> about the predictors. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Who's going to predict today? It's good. It does? Yeah. Can't. Who's going to tell you it. how many wins the Vikings will have? We're not actually going to do that, are we? I, no, I don't think. No. June. I No. Who's going to tell you how? Jersey Boys will do in the box office. It opened last week. That was last week. Did you do this last week? Who's gonna tell you when? Hmm. Kevin Love's gonna be traded. Can I turn this off now? One think? more. Who's going to predict? Jesus. <laughs> Rosen's next vacation. Oh, that's it. All right. Well, it's time for quotes and notes. Well, my first note is we talked a lot about documentaries and I like meat sauce. I sat down and I, I rarely, if ever, this might be the first time I ever binged something like this, but I sat down and I watched all eight episodes just back to back to back. And I was tweeting about it, just a little quick informational tweet, but my overall summary of it is that it makes Kirk look great. 
it makes Mahomes look like a superstar, but maybe not uh, as much of a team player as you might have thought he was. Uh, the Marcus Mariota stuff is just boring. You can skip past it. And it the, the whole series really fell off in the last two episodes when it just became the the Patrick Mahomes story, just because he was the only one that was still alive in the playoffs. And I was, I was really bored for the last episode because it was just, you know, it, it was like the old NFL films. Here's a couple games that Chiefs played in. And I, I, I have you had a chance to watch it yet? I don't, I'm not, I don't have Netflix right now, so I have uh, not seen it yet. Um, but you know, and I always, I'm always one of those two that like, especially not living in Minnesota, like I always try and, you know, balance everything out. Like what's the national perception versus the Minnesota perception. And it's interesting because really, I mean, that's kind of the national perception too, is that, you know, Kirk just really comes off as a nice guy. Um, and so it's not just a minute because when people first started tweeting about it, my, uh, my thought was like, okay, this is the Minnesota bias and it's the Kirk hype train and everything. But, um, you know, no, I mean, I, I think that is kind of sort of the, uh, the nation's, uh, opinion of it. And, and I'm not surprised. I mean, Kirk, I, you know, wh- whatever you think of his performance on the field, uh, I, there's no doubt he's a great guy. I like, I just, I can't imagine somebody would not think he's a good person. Um, you know, I, I personally think he's kind of a choker when the bright lights are on um, until he proves otherwise. But I mean, that's his on the field performance. And, you know, I, I, you can't say, you can't say enough nice things about the person that he is. And I, yeah, I'm hoping to, uh, I'll probably restart Netflix at some point here and, uh, and get caught up on QB. Yep. Definitely worth the watch. Um, definitely worth the listen is when Gavin Kaysen was on the after party podcast, um, and he, they just did a really good job. It was more than just talking about the bear. Uh, it, he was just talking about all kinds of stuff with the restaurants. It was it was just a really good interview, really good conversation. So good that I even told my wife, who never listens to the after party, and she she was blown away. She loved it. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, definitely go back. That was from the uh, July 11th after party show. Did you have, get a chance to listen to that one? And see, that's another one. Like, I completely skipped it because I haven't started the bear yet. And so I didn't want any spoilers for anything. Mm-hmm. So I completely skipped the entire episode. So it's, I'll just, uh, I'll keep that one in the library for once I've watched the bear, then go back and listen. Okay. Well, definitely worth a listen. And also, definitely worth a listen is going to be our next podcast. The next bets and quotes is going to be the quote of the year. Uh, bracket reveal. Uh, the field is set. I'm really excited. There's a lot of good quotes. In fact, I'm going to expand the field to 68, like the NCAA tournament. We'll have a couple of play-in games first yes. to set the field to 64. And um, I won't spoil too much, but Chris Hockey, unsurprisingly, is going to have 18 quotes on the list, but we Whoa. do have 15 different people, 15 people with at least one quote in the tournament this year. So I'm really excited for our next show for that. Absolutely. It's my favorite show of the year. Uh, thank you for the hard work you're putting into that. And yeah, super excited. Uh, that is, that sounds amazing. We'll have to come up with a trino on the, uh, program or on the, uh, preposterous statement tournament. They call them saying games. We'll have to come up with maybe if we can figure out a term for the, uh, for the first four there, but uh, right. Cause we already say that with the saying games for the, for the PST. And I'll also mention that I've gotten in touch with our sponsors. We'll have the same four sponsors we had last year and it looks like we may have a couple prizes to give away so we can do a little bit of side gambling for the rubes as well. 
Damn, you've been working hard. See, this is all, this is even news to me. So, uh, live on the pot. See, you, we, we can't give you live scores because we're recording this on a Saturday morning. So we'll just give you a, a live news to, uh, to bets update that, uh, this is all brand new to me. So awesome. Awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, can't, cannot wait. Uh, quarter of the year tournament is the best. All right. Well, there I just you go. You have any notes for us? Two little quick, um, little notes. I called in for the initial jackpot on Friday. I got through. I was ringing. Um, Max didn't pick me. Thanks, Max. Um, my guess would have been OJ. So I would have won $250 because it was OC. And the reason I was going to guess OJ is because of that typo that Corey had in one of his tweets for the initials game. Um, he had, where he had the OJ and meat sauce quote tweeted it and was, um, you know, spell check Corey. Um, so I was, I thought like maybe that's like an Easter egg kind of thing. And I'm like, I would have kicked myself if I hadn't guessed OJ and that was the initials. So anyway, that close to 250 bucks, but. Um, and then the only other thing is, uh, the Duluth show yesterday was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of rubes out there. Um, and I saw on Twitter, it looks like you are going to go to the Detroit Lake show next week. Yep, absolutely. I've already got my uh, room for Thursday night and I'll be riding up with our friend Jeff Block. And I think Corey might be there also, but it should be a fun time. I've been to the Detroit Lakes show a couple, a couple years in a row now. And that's always the kegs and eggs is about as good as it gets. All right, and I have to do this because it's a possibility you might get picked to play initials because it's a major and a rube gets picked. If you get picked uh, out of 30 uh, initials questions, what's your number on how many you'd get right? Oh, man. Um, optimistically, I'd hope to get maybe about five. I don't know if I would win, but I'd like to think I could be competitive. All right. All right. Well, that's, uh, I'll, I'll be cheering for you if you get there. And the ultimate boss move would be to call in and be the caller for the initials jackpot for one <laughs> of the three. <laughs> Not only are you playing, try, you're calling in. I try every time. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, if you want, if you want to join the golf thing, get me the, uh, the 40 bucks for that. Um, and look forward to the quote of the year tournament next week. In the meantime, where can they find you? As always, if you're looking for bad photoshopping and power trip related wit, follow at Oom Smitty on Twitter. And if you're just interested in the quotes, then just at Power Trip Quotes also on Twitter. All right. And I'm at Power Trip Bets and PT Bets on Instagram. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye bye now.